What do you get All when right, you mix two so opinionated, honest to a fault, so abrasive, yet considerate, and, uh, so say what you want to say, stuff. funny women? We well, get this podcast. Work, we're bossy <laughs> and we're best friends. Hello. So welcome to the Bossy um, Besties podcast. So I just learned from my husband about the TikTok challenge last year of like mess up the bathrooms, rip stuff off the walls or something. Yeah. Um, there was that then, one last year and there was also the, um, well, this one I think was earlier in the school year, the uh, slap your teacher one. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. That was just like last month, I thought. I learn of everything later too because my kids aren't of an age. My kid, I don't have two. Right. Um, I got the same amount as any uh, person with a single child. You have <laughs> a new son called your husband, and then the child. So say <laughs> children. <laughs> um, but as we were getting ready to record, I saw on the Facebooks a friend of mine was like, "What's this superintendent call we just got?" that they know about the TikTok challenge and uh, the reveal is that it's like calling threats to the school. Yeah, so uh, we got one for our district. I know Elizabeth got one um, there in the Peters Township District. Uh, I believe that Cannonsburg, Jen got one for the like Cannon-Mac District. Um, so I, I guess... I, and from what I understand, or what I was told, because I didn't really do any research into this, um, something about it. Basically, it was a, an adult that started it, from my understanding, and like tried to say, "Oh, these kids, this is what the kids are doing," or something. But like, no kid started this shit. It was an adult who thought he was fucking funny or whatever. Um, but so they, it's gone viral, and so the schools all reached out and said, you know, be aware. And I, now our recording said, you know, we have no known threats or have no actual concerns, but this is something you should be aware of and something you should discuss with your kids. Now, mm -hmm. my girls are on TikTok, so I did ask my older girl, Ayla, I asked her, I said, do you know anything about this, uh, you know, promote violence at your school day thing on TikTok? And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, because she's that age. I don't know what you're talking about. And I and so I explained to her that I got a phone call from the school, yada, yada, yada. And, and she says, half the stuff they even talk to us about, we don't even know what they're talking about until they tell us. And then we're like, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like, okay, well, I just, you know, wondered if you had seen it or heard about it or if any of your friends were talking about it. And she's like, no, I don't know anything about it. And that sounds dumb anyways. I'm like, okay, well, I did my oh, part. Yeah, well, <laughs> the K through six school um, nearby in Liberty is closed tomorrow because of the threats. So they hmm. got a school to close. I think that's like the goal after like some dipshit parent or adult or whoever did what you said. Now these kids are like, oh, we can get out having a day of school probably. Well, but that was always the fucking, that was always the gag. Like, it, not that it was ever a gag, but that's what they, somebody, that was the joke though. Call in a bomb threat. We'll get out of taking this test six period, uh, you know? Yeah. Like you always heard kids saying that. It was like funny until it started actually like happening. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you know I what mean, I mean? Like not like, I mean, Probably 20 years ago, we would have been like, <laughs> that's funny-ish. But well, now we it's like, that's not funny kids. at all. Right, but right. there's immature kids doing it, so 
think like right, that. Exactly. That's why they don't understand like the gravity of it and the genuine concern that it causes. It's, and the fact that it's literally a thought on every parent's mind who's sending their child to a school that, that this is a very real possibility because this is America and this school shootings are not a rarity, unfortunately. Right. They're like regular so weekly the f- things. Right. So, you know, the fact that we're genuinely scared and terrified every day of this, like, you know, this is something that's always in the back of our heads, even though we're not, we don't like wake up like, hope there's not a school shooting today. It's always something, you know, that we're thinking about. So kids like, it's like cracking a joke, at, you know, like a, I don't know, like a dead joke at a funeral. Like it's not the time or the place, dude. Like what? Shut up. Right. <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> it's my speaking of level. immature. <laughs> um, so yes. you're dumb. <laughs> so that's uh, what we hope is not going on for you and that your kids are at school safely and you are enjoying some alone time or at least zoning out of work time listening to us right now. Yeah, happy Friday. Uh, so it's fries day. Um, that means get yourself some fries. Nobody has to know. Throw the evidence away. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> eat them in your car before you get home while they're still hot. Cause French fries are only good for about seven minutes after they come out of the window of the drive through. So unless you live in the parking lot of that said fast food restaurant, those fries aren't good when you get them home anyways. Everybody know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everybody know. Although I will tell you, um, I went to a McDonald's. My kid didn't have heat at her school this past Monday. So I brought her to work with me for the day. And she missed, like, you know, her actual nap time and lunch, real food time. Because you take a kid to work and everybody's like, oh, small person, do you want anything made of sugar out of my desk? So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. By the time 2 o'clock rolls around, she's just had sugar things and no real food and no nap yet. So she's in meltdown mode. So I was like, you want silence fries or what? And (laughs) (laughs) she was like, yeah, fries. So I go through this drive-thru. They literally had to have taken them from the fryer and then put them directly in a bag and handed them to me. (laughs) Like, they were so flipping hot. And I was like, they're really hot, Viv. She goes, okay, I'll blow on it. And I was like, all right, I'll hand you a fry. She starts crying. She's like, it's burned my hand. It burned my hand. It burned my hand. I was like, let it go, though. Like, put it (laughs) in the cup holder. Stop holding it. (laughs) So if they come to you like that, that's the chance you have to get them fresh. But drive around till they cool down and eat them. (laughs) Oh, my God. I like my French fries and my soda to equally hurt my mouth. Otherwise, they're not good. It has to feel like you're about to have lava in your throat. Both yeah, ways. like I want like crispy, like hot ass fries, like just like you said, like I want them straight out of the fryer. And if that's so, if the carbonation of the soda doesn't like upset the back of my tongue, like the sides and the back, I, it's mm-hmm. not. It's flat to me. I like to call it bubble spice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was go, the lesser known spice girl. <laughs> and then you go like this afterwards. <sighs> <laughs> i'm so bad with it like when i was younger see i don't really drink pop anymore like it just i you know i don't have a taste for it plus it's you know garbage for you but i every now and then you get 
like a craving. Like I could really go for a McDonald's fountain Coke, you know, or uh, a fresh like that fresh can, cold can of Coke. So, you know, because they're different cravings. Oh, yeah. And... Well, one tastes like aluminum a little bit. <laughs> and then one tastes like the perfect chilled blend of chemicals that you don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I honestly, I, I always like ask somebody around me when I have, I'm like, hey, do you want, do you want some Coke? Because I know that I genuinely only want like two to three sips and then I'm done with it. There, yeah. <laughs> There's a joke in there. <laughs> like, are you in your 20s and in a bathroom at a bar in downtown Pittsburgh? <laughs> and the Coke is not want- brown. It is yeah. white and powdery. <laughs> hey, do you want some Coke? Hey, does anybody <laughs> want to split a Coke with me? <laughs> Coke and a smoke. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so- just mad men. <laughs> Oh my god, speaking of coke in the bathroom, let's talk about the the thing we're getting, we're really gearing towards this week. The return of our ladies and of Sex in the City. What's it called? And just and like just that. And just like that. And just like that. I've been saying things and I'm like, and just like that. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's you watched back. it. You watched it, I watched it over the weekend, and mm-hmm. it is not the same. Um, so, they're not the same people that we knew 20 years ago, because they're not the same people that were 20 years ago in real life, so their characters obviously should develop from 30s to 50s, right? Right. 100%. Um, yeah, it's, it's, not obvious, it's obviously not the same show, and I wouldn't want it to be, but I know that some people are upset by that, though. Oh, absolutely. People are upset by that because they were looking to, like, relive their youth through the show again, I think. Yeah. Like, oh, well, it's like that fantasy, you know, like, you can be happily married with your great family, but you're still like, man, what would it be like to be just, like, out and single doing things or the more energy I would have and would I be dressing up more often if I wasn't already, like, so comfortable in life? And would I be, like, a socialite if I wasn't a home person? So it would be I fun think- to be out here still slinging puss, you know, and doing coke <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So I think people just wanted to feel that kind of vibe again the ones Mm -hmm. that are like upset i was just stoked that they were coming back and the absence of samantha really changes the dynamic of all of it for me Uh, i yeah but you know what though i think that also helped them move the show in a more mature way because the the question is samantha was such a kitschy character like she was very i mean i guess you could have geared it but then people were going to be upset that it wasn't going to be the same samantha you know because she was so like she was the shock factor you know yeah but i mean did you watch the movies uh yeah i watched it absolutely i fucking watch the movies the okay second, they so were... well, go ahead <laughs> well just the way that her character was kind of uh finalized yeah, she was, like, was... well and then she left her dude and was like I love you, but I love but me I love more. I love me more. 
So <laughs> I feel like she could have had a character, of course. Like, that's Kim Cattrall not trying to get back into the groove, living right, her own a, separate there's life. There's a real-life beef there. Am I correct? You're 100% correct. So um, I know that she and Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker had out some words and then it became kind of a studio issue and then she was more outwardly unhappy and so i think it just kind of was like a natural ending of everything because there was supposed to be a third movie and she refused it was it so it was just that her and sjp had a beef or like was there like a? I mean, obviously, I feel like you could do just about anything if somebody threw enough money at you. Like, I, you know, I don't really fuck with them, but for the right check, you know, I'll do it. Well, so but they it was, had, I that feel was like, the issue. It was the right check and screen time. Um, they were well, doing see, more and that was Samantha. my other question. It wasn't. It was it. Was it all personal, like off-screen issue, or did she feel like she was getting shafted some way in the show? It was a culmination. It was like the full okay. menopause. <laughs> it was the full menopause breakup. Yeah, it was the hot flashes and the mood swings. It well, was both. But so how do you feel like they covered for that in the series, though? How do you, you know, how, because, you know, obviously she wasn't there. And we all wondered, like, are they just going to not talk about her? Are they going to kill her off? You know, but, you know, they obviously decided to write her in there and you know, write a conflict in there in itself. I feel like they left a window open for if anything were to occur where she said, hey, I could do that again, and they wanted to write her back in. I think they left a window open for that. Um, I wish she would just, like, fly off the handle publicly, and then they, like, write in her, like, untimely death or something, because it would be hilarious just to watch unfold. (laughs) But, um... (laughs) that's just like the immature part of me (laughs) right now in present day. But um, all these are going to be spoilers here on out. So if you did not watch the first two episodes, both episodes, not just the first one, but both go ahead and shut this off until you've watched both. Cause we're going to get into it. Um, That's your only warning. So here we go. Um, (laughs) I don't want to get it a, comment like and then you started talking all fast and i couldn't get you shut off so um i think they wrote the samantha part really well and it is very indicative of her character to lash out when she is wronged or not treated in a way that she prefers so for them to say all right well i fired her as my publicist because you know how books are these days and then i thought it was more than a paycheck to her um were the like two like those were like the buttons to close that up for me. I was like, all right, cool. I totally get that. And then they like reopened it a little bit with the flowers at the funeral. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, what are you guys doing? Like, yeah, I think, well, I think it was because they didn't want it to seem like it was very, it was so crass. I feel like with the note and the flowers, it was it was enough to say she wasn't, you know, she, even though she stormed off like an asshole because that's what she does, she still cares and they are still friends. You know, there's still love there. And I think that's probably the point because SJP probably wanted it to still feel like that. Like, hey, even though in real life we're not getting along, I still have love for you. Yeah, 
I can see that. Um, I didn't really think about it all like that because I still am all in my feelings and now I'm like in different feelings because you ruined my day already. So I know. Let's talk fun. about a couple of things before we get to that part though. Yeah. So, so just so everybody knows, Melinda's a life ruiner after the show ruined my life last week. So um, all y'all can go ahead and get, get bent. Okay. Um, uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. I wanted to talk. So I think that, you know, a lot of shows that you look at from the 90s, you know, these sitcoms like Friends, and then you look at Sex and the City, and, and we love Sex and the City. They were so fucking cool. They lived in New York City. There were these young women with, like, budding careers, and they were so fashionable, and they were having all the sex and being so super cool. Then you re- look at it from, like, 2021 perspective, and you're like, okay, so there were some... There were more minorities, I feel like, in Sex and the City than there were in Friends. But, like, we're talking New York City. Like, the likelihood, like, it just was a very white show from a broad perspective for it to be New York City. So, I, you know, I, I hope now, and it look, it seems like, you know, they're writing in more diverse characters, like, from the rip. Like, this but is But they New called York her City. Black Charlotte. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I was like, in case you didn't pay attention that she's exactly like Charlotte, they called it out. <laughs> Mario Cantone, I love his his uh, character. I always have. Like, he's such a, like, this quippy, like, angry, like, <laughs> he's amazing. I just, I mm-hmm. love it. He's, like, so stressed. He's like a, he's like a, I don't even know, he's like a male version of, I don't know, like Liza Minnelli on crack or something. I just love every part of it. But I, I, that's a perfect way to put that. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, so, and, and like you said, or, so we're talking about the more diverse characters, you know, that they're writing in. And Elizabeth said to, to us, said to me, I hate, because I, I was like, tell me what you loved about it. Tell me what you didn't like. You know, we're having these conversations. And she was like, I, I hate it. I hated, hated, hated that whole thing with Miranda, how she was like fumbling around like an idiot, saying all these stupid, like, like unsensitive, insensitive things to her black professor. And she's like, she's a very smart woman. And she, I just can't believe that she would do that. So my theory behind that is, though, that I feel like it was perfect writing in the way that eventually, and this plays into also with Carrie's podcast where they're talking about sex and Carrie becomes uncomfortable. And I feel like, you know, these women who were supposed to be so progressive and so open and have felt like so cool, they're now in their 50s and we're fucking aging out. Like, and, and in any good progressive society, eventually you're going to age out because you get old and stuck in your ways. So even though they were always considered to be progressive in a way, that now the world is still changing. And eventually, you know, us old white ladies have to learn to just kind of like shut up and let the youth speak and move like it needs to be moving, you know? Let them do the next generation of what's progressive and what's right. Right. I... um you're just saying all the things that i have written down (laughs) (laughs) 
like, you're killing me, dude. I had a long ass day at work. My brain's half broke. And that was like the next bullet point. So um, <laughs> you really covered the shit out of that. And the air was so thick when I was watching um, that scene with the teacher in mm-hmm. my own house. Like, and I was alone. I was like, anybody else feeling? I like looked like right and left. I was like, anybody else feeling like this is so awkward? Like, why didn't anybody stop that? Yeah. Like, I feel yeah. like we're we're in an age where somebody would stop them, too, and be like, listen, you sound dumb. Hey, or yo, listen, chill, like, chill, you're chill, digging, chill. you're digging, <laughs> you know. Um, I did tell Rich to uh, watch that scene and tell me what he thought about it, if it was as thick of air as I thought, because I couldn't talk to you about the show at all. <laughs> Why did you ask Rich to watch it? Because I wanted somebody else's opinion, and he wanted to know why you were so sad. <laughs> Did you I was ask like, him wait to watch see. that scene because he's black? <laughs> no, kind of. Not. I don't know. It was both, I think. I think I even said, like, as a black person, tell me if it was as awkward as we th- all think it is, because... That moment, I don't think, I don't know if you realize that you were having the exact same moment that she was having. That's what I just said in my head. I was like, you just sounded like her. So if you didn't (laughs) see the episode and you still listened, that's kind of fucking what it was. Um, Yeah, it was like the weirdest fucking scene, though. And I was like, I wish they would just cut this out. But then all the other scenes that came after it were like even more weird. So I was like, all right. So they're just trying to show this like person who was so forward and progressive in her thirties is now like trying to prove that she's woke and a yeah. uh, part of a culture that she doesn't belong in age wise, but should be just fine with maturity wise. Right. And she's so- like, not sure. And now the other layer of her character is that she's like, going to become a actual lesbian, not just one that's pretending to be one for a promotion. Yeah. <laughs> Because that was her previous lesbian time on the show, even though in real life, you know. Yeah, she has a wife. Right. Uh, I love that. I saw a tweet that somebody said, I I love that I actually cast a vote for this woman to be like, what was it? Was she running for governor of New York or uh, mayor of New York City or something? She was like running for like a major political office. Like she was like one of the top contenders. And somebody was like, I can't believe I just cast a vote. For Cynthia Nixon to be in this political seat, and then she didn't win, and she was like, eh, "Yeah, fuck it. I guess I could do a little Sex and City again." <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's good though. That's good. At yeah. least she's like rolling with the punches. Okay, yeah, you got something. You know, got to get a steady paycheck. But but so but that's what. I, so now she's a, a possible alcoholic. Possible. <laughs> She's drinking all certainly. the time. She's certainly an alcoholic. Like but she's like not like tr- like slosh constantly, but like it's like wait, she's like always ordering a drink somewhere. Okay, so she's going to class, so she goes into that bar and she and they're like we open at 11 and she's like, "Well, it's 10:45." And they're like, "Yeah, we open at 11." She said, "I'll wait." And I was like, "Okay, like she's going to be a booze hound in this one." And then they showed her going to class and I was like, "Oh, okay. She's just nervous about being the uh out of place older student but then as it was like um my husband supplied this bar wine yeah you know like i'm gonna need a bourbon neat i was like yeah you're you're 
they're drinking a lot. So I feel like they're going to tie it together. And it's like she knows she's unhappy in her relationship with Steve. So she wants to get with Che, um, oh, so Sarah Ramirez's character. I feel like they are. They're going to write it back in. Like she's going to continually be drinking and then they're going to have like some conversation about whatever. And she's going to be like, I think I'm trying to suppress like my base level unhappiness with the booze all the time. See, I thought they were just writing it in because there's so many people. um, And I, you know, I can definitely put myself in the same like after the like through the pandemic and like still like coming out of the pandemic you know we were we were drinking a little harder than we had <laughs> in past years you know mm-hmm. and i was like maybe she's still reeling with the effects of the pandemic itself because they do just i mean it is a topic like they acknowledge that this is post pandemic and people are out now and doing things and we will see. So that's your hot take on where you think that booze part was from. I gave mine. We will see because a new episode actually comes out tonight. Today, yeah. Yeah, so um, we'll see what develops on episode three. But um, I am super stoked to see Sarah Ramirez. Um, I loved her in Grey's Anatomy. And she's like a Tony Award winning person as well. Che? Yes. Okay, yeah. I love that character. Like, I love this woman as an actress and her character is fantastic. And the forgiveness moment, I was just like, that's who I know you to be girl. <laughs> Cause like, I just, she's Grey's anatomy first yeah. for me. So I, I forgot that she was on that show. Oh, now, she, is she is, are her, are her pronouns? She, her just is, or is that, am I confusing her character with her as a person? No, yeah, she's she, her. She's married to some dude, Ryan D. Bolt. Um, but... Doesn't really mean anything, but... Well, I mean. yeah, and I mean, I look, I'm looking at her quick overview, and there's nothing noted okay. about anything here. But either way, she always plays no, a... No, that's fine. I just didn't want to, you know, be referring to someone yeah. correctly. So, cool. Okay. Um, you're woke. Um... you stupid bitch um (laughs) i'll say it for you um no she always plays a character with the ability to explore the other side of her sexuality um very cool yeah, so, like, that happened in Grey's Anatomy. Like, she was married, and then she was like, no, I, I'm going to marry a lady because I don't love boys like that. And it was a really awesome role, and she was fantastic. And so that's why I'm excited to see her again. So I was like, oh, my God, it's all my peoples. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're a huge Grey's fan. I do know. I, don't, I, I watched it for a few years with you and Eva, but I never, I never watched it by myself. It just wasn't my thing. I, I was choosing to never watch it when the first season came and everybody was like, oh my God. But then the finale was on in my apartment on second street and I came home and I was like, what are you guys all watching? And they, I just sat down and then from there I was like, oh, I could watch the show. And I didn't really start watching it till like, well, Eva watched it religiously. And then I actually started watching it like the fifth year in and I just watched the old ones as I was watching seasons? the new ones. How many seasons are there? Oh, a million. 
like more th- more than your children have been alive for sure. So. <laughs> oh well, one hundred percent. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's a quick Google eventually, but um. <coughs> but yeah, I do remember that. I do remember her being on Grey's Anatomy from the the short amount of time that I walked and watched, and I do like her character. I love Bobby Lee. Like he's one of my. I just adore him as a comedian. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's hysterical. So I hope maybe he has more. He didn't speak too much in this in the first couple episodes. So I'm hoping maybe they bring him back for some comedy relief later in the season i wonder how they're gonna write stanford out though willie Gar- willie garson garson uh because he, he passed away in real life yes that's um, my next bullet point that's something i'm really interested to see like because i don't know how he passed away in the timeline of them filming. recording the show so yeah. yeah so it's like does he survive this whole season or do they have to like write him out in the middle of everything but watching it, the episode i was like i don't want to see this happen <laughs> well i mean and i think is it time to bring the the, the biggest spoiler of them all about if, since we're on this topic yes i uh, mr big so, is dd so how are would we be able to live through two very tragic deaths if they have to kill off Stanford when we just watch Big die. I was just so excited that he was going to be actually like a staple in the show, like a main player, like right there next to the other three, you know? And I was like, he's fine. Yeah. We're finally going to like layer the shit out of this dude and be like super involved in like this relationship. And then they were like, yeah, just because, kidding. You know, they- I knew something was up when he started with the long, like when he did that long goodbye, like just staring at her before she left to go to the the recital. I was yeah. like, oh my God. Oh my, you have that. Oh my God. Oh no, no, no. They're not gonna, you know, you start like. <laughs> and the piano playing. Where it's going. Oh my God. It When Rose just starts giving this epic performance on the piano like it was it she was started so... crushing keys dude <laughs> she was killing it and i it was just pure sobbing waterworks here watching it i had a cold i had been up all night and then i took my kid to disney on ice and then i came home and i watched it so i was not prepared at all <laughs> and as i'm getting ready to watch it i see something that says that he dies and i was like no i'm gonna watch the show in like four minutes oh you knew going into it yes okay somebody spoiled it for you it was some tabloid or instagram post because i follow all of the things that go along with the show so i follow and just like that hbo max sarah jessica parker her shoe line hit chris noth official i follow all of it so someone commented on something and i was like i hate myself for even looking at my phone um it didn't matter though it didn't matter it did did not matter it did not matter dude i i was like so we woke up it was saturday morning and i had i I had told you previously like because you're like who's watching and i'm like listen i've got my saturday planned around it i have these plans don't talk about it you're like i haven't watched it either i'm like cool so saturday morning so 
little interjection. You, now that my kids are older and they sleep in uh, and they're up later than me, we've now um, decided that we have to do the sex in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Because otherwise they're up, and then it's just awkward for everybody in the house if mom and dad are banging while everybody's, you know, just still playing fucking Mario Kart and shit. So um, Saturday morning, we wake up, we hook up, Rich makes a pot of coffee, you know, we lay in bed, we pillow talk, you know, and he's like, so, you know, I got a couple things I want to do today around the house, and I'm like, well, it's sex in the city day, boy. And he was like, I love that for you. So I put my eye patches on. I'm in my bed, just in my sheets with my mug of coffee. I'm, I'm, it's, it's a, it's, it's beautiful. It's just a picture perfect morning, right? I'm all snuggled in. I've had the best morning ever. I'm ready to watch the show. I'm fucking elated. Rich goes. He's like, I'll be back. I got to do a couple things. And then when he does come back, I'm just full on ugly crying. And he's like, What happened? You were having such a good time. <laughs> I'm like, Big's dead. <laughs> uh, what did he say to you? Who's that? He was just like, I just saw. It was like somebody we knew. I just saw him. He was just there. They were just talking. <laughs> um, so my um, seeing him die, I was totally ugly crying. And like I said, I already had a cold. And I come out of the bedroom and like I can't breathe at all now. Like you ever be so congested and then you cry? Like, yeah, you could just well, die now. Now you're just Shut dead. it down. You're going to die. Yeah. It's your heart of breathing now. <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> you have to like pull on your cheeks so you can get a little little burst yes, of like, breath. I got a massage like... under my eye and rip my face out towards my ear. Um, <laughs> so I walk out and Ron's on the computer and I walk into the kitchen. I'm like, I need water. I'm just upset. And <laughs> I didn't say anything. He looks at me. He goes, Oh my god, what's going on? What's wrong? And I couldn't even say it. I was like. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I, <laughs> he's dead. He died. And he's like, who? And I was like, big Chris North, Christopher North, big, he's dead. And he was like, you're crying. Like it's somebody you like, no. And I was like, well, he died. And he was like in real life. And I was like, no, <laughs> like don't kill him in real life now too. Um, but then the second episode was just all the funeral and Ron had taken Vivian out for mm -hmm. a quick doctor's appointment in a grocery run. So I watched the second episode while they were gone and I couldn't handle the fact that this is all just like the funeral. Like he just died and now I have to go to the funeral five seconds later. Oh, back to back. It was. Torture, yeah. And I right? didn't have, but how I didn't have time to like, wait. Oh, it was so chic. Um, <laughs> But I also ate a third of a pint of ice cream in, like, two spoons. Like, I, I like, mourned that loss, dude. You had to mourn it yeah. very quickly. So I was like, oh, great, we're at the general already. I went and got the pint of ice cream, like, 12 minutes into the second episode. I was like, let's go. You could have, like, you, if you think about it, they were, like, really built. They were really, like, uh, like it was, it was weird, the hard Peloton like placement they were pushing from the beginning and then by the end you're like 
this motherfucker's gonna die on yes the i know like- i was like holy shit and then um i actually know somebody who lost their dad he had a heart attack on the peloton and i was like Word. exactly See? and i my head immediately went to that and there are like a percentage like mm-hmm. there's people that do just die but there's people that just die like on an elliptical or walking in their backyards you know like there's percentages on everything yeah you never know when it's when it comes it comes technical difficulties is everybody ready for me to shit on their lives two two women have come forward with very graphic stories uh, regaling um, their youth when they were sexually assaulted by Christopher Noth. And he categorically denies these claims, saying that they were consensual. I've read these women's statements. Nothing about them says consensual, sounds consensual. It seems that they have proof and have been on record about this um he's saying that they're only coming forward now because the show's back obviously that's you know gonna be so peloton's pulled their ad and rich seems that rich says that he thinks that they knew it was gonna come gonna come out and that's why they killed him off the show no they would have had to have known that like a year ago. They didn't just write the show yesterday. Well, no, I know that. I'm just saying like maybe, you know how they say like the whispers in Hollywood. Maybe they, they were like, maybe it'll come out. Maybe it won't, but we can't really risk it. I mean, yeah, I can see that being like a thing if that is true, like whispers in Hollywood. But either way, I i'm so pissed off well i say whispers in hollywood but you 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 hear about like after all these women came forward about harvey weinstein and what a fucking pig he was then everybody was like well you know it, everybody just kind of knew it but he was super powerful and you know you just you just you know you, you tried to stay away or you know if you got caught up in it you knew there was a payday coming you know, at he least owned a whole fucking yeah or you know or or they'll blackball you from ever getting a job again right. you know um so so when i say whispers of hollywood it, it i mean it's it's definitely a thing but it's not maybe necessarily a whisper but oh i'm just saying like we'll see what comes of it because you know by tomorrow then everyone will say oh i heard this i heard that and there'll be new stories about each place that has whispers you know but uh, why though like why why like when you first sent me the article and it said he was accused, um, I was like, come on. I was like, this can't be for real. Like this has to be like some crap because I just, I don't know. I want to believe that this dude is the person I built him up to be when I was impressionable watching sex in the city. Well, because we, we, but we, it's the character big that we fell in love with. And I think sometimes, you know, we, not that we forget that, but we, we create, we push that image of that character that we love onto I that I loved actor. him on Law and Order too. And. I've loved him forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I yeah. loved him before Carrie. <laughs> yeah. I love in the, at the funeral when my girl from, 
uh, so many things. She was like, am I the only one that remembers what a fucking dick he was to yes, her? Yes, I was like, okay, finally someone did say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't, and if you kind of think about it, like, it, that's that was kind of their relationship too. Like, she was the 25-year-old, supposed to be like the, you know, young and Im- impressionable New Yorker and he was the old money big banker businessman you know like it was I know it's know. like it is what it's, was on screen played out but in a more in real in like life a graphic yeah. way after reading right. that though right. I was like okay these aren't just like oh he came on to me in a room it was like terrible no and now my life's ruined for the day yeah yeah, I mean, there's like, there's records like this woman, the one woman that let you know, she went to the hospital and, uh, you know, you know, rape crisis center and, you know, people were aware that something happened, but she wouldn't disclose it at the time. And, and honestly, they, you, you want to say timing, oh, the why are they only saying it now because it's coming back out? Well, it's called fucking trauma, first of all. And you have to work through it. And if you're now seeing his fucking face all over the place again, you're reliving that trauma all over again. So while you think it's conveniently timed because, you know, somebody would just love to get out there and tell their fucking business on how they were sexually assaulted in a graphic detail for fun just to hurt somebody's feelings, it's really a trauma response to having to see this person over and right. over again. Well, it's like we've seen people do that crying wolf thing that they made up things you know especially like back in some different eras there was like a string of people accusing stuff but like now that we're in an age where there's been real things and there's actual like i mean there's always been real things but there's been like proven lies um we always want to go to it has to be a lie because other people have lied about things like this because i want to believe that this person is good but well if you really want to think about if you want to talk about different eras the real lies were the women who had consensual relation the white women who had consensual relationships with black men and then when white men found out about it and tried to push it then white women screamed rape and innocent black men have spent decades upon decades in prison for something that they did not fucking do so I'm all for believe women. And when we talk about women who get a bad rap about lying or the women that give other women a bad rap because they were liars, that those are the women that were the pieces of shit that are the real liars. These women, mm-hmm. you know, who are like actually genuine fucking victims of sexual assault, like they are the ones who are having it rough because of, you know, that historical right. situation. Yeah, I... Wasn't prepared for the deepness that this has now become to, t- to kill a mockingbird. <laughs> um, it's just, uh, I lost my train of thought now because now I'm caught on that. So you bring me back. Well, you were saying that like these, these stories that these women have were not just like, fleeting. Oh, I was just going to tell you what a piece of shit I am. So this, <laughs> the story you sent me, I clicked on it while I was like on my way home, glanced at a couple lines here and there at a red light, and then I had drove home and didn't open it back up yet. And so I came in the house and I was like, I'm so mad. Melinda just sent me this article and I'm like, 
pissed because I read that it said something happened in 2004. There's a statute of limitations for a reason on things. And I was like, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to entertain this. And I was like, I have to go read it, but I'm mad now. And I, I, I immediately went to statute of limitations <laughs> and it's expires or something like legal, legal, legal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> legal, 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 legal. Um, you didn't legal, legal. Yeah. <laughs> um, We'll, we'll have to talk about that show yeah, another we're too day. Far into um, shit. But, um, well, that's because, yeah, absolutely. Like, you lose legal rights to press charges against somebody, but that even more goes to show that it's more about I need to speak my truth and I want to protect other women from having to live a situation similar to what I went through. And so it's like, I, you know, he may never get in trouble for this, but if I can save one person uh, an awkward encounter or a, a, a violent experience or, you know, any sort of, mm-hmm. yeah, not encroachment, what's the word, violation, then then it, now's my time to speak up because I couldn't live with myself if I just never spoke up and I could have prevented it from right. happening. Oh, I know. And for that, like, there's no measurement that you can put on that you know it's just great it's right uh, that's a lot to relive it by telling the story and then having to defend it because there's always going to people that say liar you know so um yeah we can post the link um in our story or something so if you want to read the article that we're referring to specifically but i'm sure anything written was gonna have pretty much the same stuff in it but yeah that makes me really sad and now i'm like good i'm glad you died on the show (laughs) yeah right now you're fucking dead and we can enjoy this show because they would have kept you i couldn't keep watching it god bless yeah So I'm excited to watch the new episode tonight. I, I I'll be interested to see how the season goes. I like I feel like there's a lot of there was a lot of little nuggets of new information and possible storylines in the first two episodes that you know give you windows on where where the show could yeah. go. So I'm 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 excited to see where I it goes. am excited to see who's right about Miranda's drinking. Um. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's something fun for us to talk about next time. But um, also, this episode has gotten way far beyond because I don't think we realize the amount to unfold on this show and then adding in this terrible new story at the end. Um, we already reached mm-hmm. like over almost 40 minutes of record time. So I think that we mm-hmm. can't talk about another show and get into all of the yeah. emotional things that go with it. But I did want to tell everyone to watch the show made. If you want to be feeling like you're in the conversation when we get to talking about it, that's where all the legal, 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 legal came from. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I like bum rushed four episodes today while I was working like in the background. And I was like, these stupid bitches got me out here watching this super <laughs> fucked up sad show. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we'll have to talk about that on our next show. Um, did we have anything else that we wanted to cover today? I think we're good. Watch maids on Netflix so we can talk about it next episode. What's your weird and question? Just like that. <laughs> and just like that, my you have weird, to have a weird question? question this week. I don't have a weird question. We, you want to know who was right about Miranda's drinking? 
I want to go on record and say I was right about the wiping because there's now a viral TikTok from a gynecologist. She's like the guru of pussy who says, yes, you should wipe front to back every time. <laughs> I'm going to find. And just like that, I'm I was find right. someone else to say it the other way then. <laughs> Suck it. No, um, I was talking about it with the girls at work today. I knew you were going to say something about wiping your vagina. And so I was talking with my boss. Crinkle yes, or fold? That's, That'll be the question. Yeah, I already was talking about it today. Um, so do I crinkle the toilet paper? Or do I fold it? Um, I wrap it around my fingers and then that becomes what I'm going to use. Oh, okay. You wrap it around your yeah, fingers. Yeah, like three okay, or four fingers and I go toot, toot, toot. Then what do you do next? What do you mean? It's already like in a multi-layer situation. It's... I take my fingers out of that and I hold it. So, I mean, I don't actually sit there and fold it, but... Do you just like you just swipe once and throw it in the toilet? No, wait, what? Why are we always so confused after about these you, questions? When you say after you swipe it once, okay, you've you've wrapped the toilet paper around your four fingers, mm-hmm. right? So you've got this like oblong loop of toilet paper and you take it and you wipe. What's your next move? Well, if it's pee, I fold it and then I wipe again. Right. I fold too. But I, I, I'm under the assumption that they're saying is that people just crinkle it in a ball. They don't do the wrap. They just crinkle it in a ball. They wipe. Then they kind of just like kind of readjust the crinkle and wipe again. No, 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 no. And no, that's that's how I was hearing. I mean, that's from my understanding. That's what these people are doing. These savages are out here. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, say it's, like, you know, number two, and it's, like, you know, the, you know, a wipe that's not, like, a gross one, and you could still use more of the toilet paper in your hand. You're telling me that they would crinkle it and, like, possibly get fecal matter on themselves? I, dude, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, Leanne said she's a crinkler. We got to talk to a crinkler and get the logistics of, the, of this because I fold like it's fucking origami. It's flat. I fold it. I fold it. I fold it till I can't use it anymore. We like, want to talk to you, Chris Crinkler. I can't. <laughs> I want to hear. I want to talk to the crinkler. Reach out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think Leanne's going to want to talk about... Um, our to- our business topic and then crinkling toilet paper in the same podcast so we'll have to find a different yeah. crinkler so we're looking for a different crinkler crinkler <laughs> calling all crinklers oh man all right well we hope you have a super killer weekend and uh if you didn't buy all the presents you thought you were gonna buy just make some notes or don't make some notes and then give them some notes or make something out of shit in your house, or wrap something that you haven't touched in forever and give it to somebody. It's a gift regardless, is it not? Just because it doesn't come with a receipt. Absolutely. So, you know, we'll uh, holler at y'all probably uh, skipping Christmas week, but if we're there, that's our gift to you. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) Green giant. Fuck, I was thinking it. (laughs) 